This is Morgan Michael, welcoming you to Kindsight 101, the podcast where you'll hear from world-renowned educational leaders about the mobilizing power of kindness, together by challenging our assumptions and venturing beyond the status quo in education, we can make a big impact, one small act at a time. That's the thing, we're, we're kind of all in this together. If there's a silver lining at all in anything, it's this feeling of just how we, we literally are all in this together. Everybody is trying to figure this out. And as long as we just keep lifting everyone up and doing everything we can, we can beat this thing. We just got to do our part. I'm really excited for you to meet Stephanie Shauchik, who is the mother of a student in my class and also happens to be the CEO of a virtual assistant and project management company here in Victoria, BC. Her business is centered around clearing the clutter so that you can focus on your zone of genius. And if ever there was a time to clear the chaos, it's now during this whole COVID-19 pandemic as a parent, as a teacher, as a human being. So I really wanted her to come on the show to give us some insight into effective scheduling for your children, for your work at home, for the combination of the two. I also wanted her to talk about the power of routine and the way that routine and order can almost create like a a handlebar that enables us to create some sense of certainty in all the chaos. We talk a little bit about self-care, some advice for moms and dads, some ways to be gentle to ourselves. She talks about a message to kids and how we can be upfront with our kids about what's going on without necessarily having to divulge all the ugly details about what's going on. She discusses time blocking and some of the realistic expectations that we need to set for ourselves and not to set the bar too, too high because realistically, we're not going to get to everything if we have to be teachers, if we have to be parents, and if we have to be working from home. We have to be kind to ourselves. So I really hope that you enjoy this interview with Stephanie Shauchik. You can find her at stephanieshauchik.com. She's got a beautiful website, and if ever you need some help with creating some calm in the chaos, whether in your small business or in your work life, please do reach out to her. Hi, Stephanie Shauchik. I just want to welcome you today to Kindsight 101 for a really special episode talking about parenting, talking about working from home, and talking about finding a roadmap in this total chaotic place as a result of this COVID-19 thing. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I want to just first introduce you a little bit, maybe give you a chance to introduce yourself. But essentially, you are this, first of all, I've met you because I'm the teacher of one of your children. And um, I've had the (laughs) pleasure of getting to know you over the year. And I know that you're a virtual assistant and a project management guru. You create like a sense of (laughs) organization um, in people's businesses. Amongst yeah, the yeah. chaos. Yeah, yeah exactly. amongst the chaos. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what it is that you do. And um, and then I have some questions about how we can create a sense of calm in the chaos for ourselves. Okay, that sounds good. So um, the very, very short form of what I do, because I could go on about it all day, because it's very, very broad. Like there's many avenues to take what I do. But I work with small businesses, um, primarily entrepreneurs, and I run either anything from a project 
to a team, to their whole business, to doing everything behind the scenes, it varies completely. So my job is to come in when people are just drowning and especially like digital files or like team members and projects and programs. And and then I just kind of put it all together and give it back in a bow kind of thing. (laughs) Um, That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. I enjoy it. I, I did it for fun. And then I turned it into business. So here I am. Wow. Enjoy well, it. well, it says, I think there's some testimonials that say that organization is your superpower. And I think we need, <laughs> we need a freaking superhero like you right now to <laughs> help us get some handles on this. So I want to talk about scheduling. And I know that you have two little kids at home. Um, and I, I, I want to, yeah. And I want to talk about sort of how you've been approaching this this concept of scheduling, especially because I know that your partner and you both work at home already. So having the kids at home underfoot has been a new challenge, but at the same time, it's not your first rodeo. Like you've had the experience Mm -hmm. of the stay at home while working. So can you tell us a little bit about your schedule? Yeah. Yeah. So we touched on this um, earlier before we started recording, but we we do, I have had a practice run through. So I'll, I'll explain a little bit more of this because I, I started doing what I do now when my kids were born <laughs> within the first couple of months of births and one and a half. So I've had them as toddlers while I was starting to work at home for the first time by myself without going to an office. And that was, uh, it was interesting to put it lightly. So I understand right now (laughs) what everyone's feeling. All of a sudden you're at home and you're working and you have kids and you're mom to them. And it's, it it was a challenge to, to, to find the, the way to divide it. And I've got some tips on that and we'll go into that. But so going through what we're doing right now is, it's feeling kind of, I'm, I'm feeling confident in what we're doing and I'm happy to pass on some tips. Um, would you like me to explain some of the things that I'm going to do right now? Like yeah, right yeah, now? I'd love to hear that because I think that's what, um, I think that's what people are seeking, either validation that they're doing, they're doing the right thing, they're on the right track, or maybe some new ideas because maybe they feel like it's not working or they're drowning right now. So since you've been through it and you've got kind of that sense, it would be awesome to hear some tips. I am a big advocate of time blocking. Um, I know it, it it can be intimidating to some people, but it, it really makes such a big difference if you can just sit down and block out certain things that have to be done and then a general time to get it finished in. In general, time blocking, morning routine is really, really important as well. It really separates being able to train your brain to wake up and go to go to work essentially. So with me, with for me, that what that means is I get up, I shower, I get ready, I put clothes on. Because I'm on video calls, um, not all day, every day, but often, and sometimes unprepared un- or unscheduled. So I have to I have to be dressed like I'm, you know, ready ready for work, ready for a meeting. It, it, yeah, it, it's very easy to just roll out of bed and grab your laptop and stay in your pajamas. And while that's enjoyable and probably every now and then on a rainy day, it, it's, it can really start blending the line between work and home. And that's where it starts getting kind of chaotic in your brain. Like the morning routine is the first bit, which is such helpful, I think, information. Because right now, for a lot of us, we are kind of making this transition from spring break and slowly into we're not sure how long this lasts. And so how do we kind of transition out of that vacation mindset into, 
okay, how do we make this routine work for us in such a way that we can be productive, we can feel like we have a sense of normalcy in our life and that we've got that routine for our kids? Yes. Okay. Well, there's a piece of advice that was given to me that I wish I really embraced and did way earlier than I did. And that is simply when you're working, work. And when you're not, don't work. And for for me, that meant taking my email off of my phone because I'd be doing whatever I'm doing, but my phone would buzz and I'm in my email. And I'm looking, my brain starts switching back over from whatever I was doing, whether it be with my kids or even for myself at my at home, into back to work mode. And it, it can start to feel like you're never off. You don't have mm. off hours as easy as you would in an office. You don't get to walk out the door and leave it behind. So you have to set those boundaries for yourself. And it takes some time, at least it did for me. It's not an easy thing to turn on if you're not used to it. I love that. I think that's so smart. So when you're when you're working, work, and then when you're not, don't and be present essentially. Yeah. That's what it is, right? Is like how can you mm-hmm. create a sense uh, or or some systems that make it so that you can maintain your present state <laughs> at any given time during yeah. those time blocks, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Yes, exactly. Thank you. And so part of the time blocking like do you do you have a set routine every single day or do you find that you do like does it deviate kind of from that routine say on a Monday you might do something uh differently than on a Thursday and then repeat for the following week yeah. like do you know what I mean do you set it weekly I or is it daily well th- what I'm doing now is like the and I'm not exaggerating when I say probably the 25th version of the of a schedule or routine that I've tried to make over the years because I didn't just sit down one day and write it out and stick with it because you start to learn as life goes on oh this doesn't make sense at this time because x like what everyone has their different circumstances of why it might not work and I've changed it so many times so when I advice I would give just to save you a bunch of time is block like write out almost in four hour blocks of what you want and and huge of what you want to accomplish in those four hours whether it be everything from having a shower to preparing lunch for your kids and everything in between and then start and then the next and then see how that goes and shift accordingly from there if you need to. And then for the next week, you can see, okay, well, this didn't really work last week. Let's shift this. And then over time, it just kind of build, it starts to build routine for you. And more importantly, for your kids, because teaching your kids when you're working and when you're home, like quote unquote home, it, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. So having any sort of routine really puts that into place. I love that. And so I think that's maybe the difference maker for a lot of parents who might be, especially for educators, I think, working from home who are ten, who tend to sort of work in these half-hour chunks or 45-minute chunks. That tends to be kind of, you know, this is your, your literacy block and then this is your numeracy block and then you have a lunch block, you know. And so I think this whole concept of can we expand that a little bit so that it's a li- almost more flexible, right? Yeah, well, that's interesting because I'm you're in the education department, of course, and I'm sure many of your listeners are, and I'm coming at it from a different perspective because I am a parent who's supporting this education and stuff, but I don't have what you guys probably all have is just the the pressure to make sure that you're learning X amount of this or X amount of this, and especially at home with your own kids, I'm sure that carries home from the classroom. But the only thing that I can say to that, because I'm feeling that kind of pressure in a different way, is 
you have to be, we all have to be gentle with ourselves right now. And so for whether it be breaking it down to the, into blocks of different kinds of curriculum or other people that are home from an office with ta- daily tasks, you, we, we have to be realistic. If, if you can't do this, imagine you're sitting at work <laughs> with your kids running around you behind your desk at school. <laughs> like you're not going to be able to do what you're doing right now. No, you, know? no. you wouldn't be able to do it at school. So you, like you, it, just because you're home, it doesn't make you any more available for work. Right. So you kind of have to free up your time and whatever whatever your guidelines are, of course, what you're allowed to do with freeing up your time. But, but you, everyone's got to be way gentler with themselves and give themselves way more time to get things done. Because it always takes longer to get done, no matter what it is, than you think it will when kids are involved. I- That's really wise advice. I think just that whole idea of can we just remember that this is not currently business as usual and that there are a lot of demands on us and there's a lot of emotions too. And we have to think about how that emotional whether it's distress or even just the the ups and downs can be exhausting. And so it's hard to be as productive as we might otherwise be too, right? Let it be known. So I, I have lists for everything. I we, we, We've talked about how organized I am and how I enjoy it. But I definitely have my days. Like there some days I throw my schedule right out the window because that's just the kind of day that it turned out to be. And I've learned to not be hard on myself about this because life, like life happens and we got to do what we got to do to get through the day sometimes. Totally. But I will say that on some days where I'm foggy brained or low on energy or just having the schedule there and available is something that can personally bring my brain from frazzled to focused. Mm. And I find that I'm way more productive and motivated to get things done when I do see it laid out all in front of me. Mm. But some days that's just not possible and you just throw it up like confetti and you just do what you got to do. You catch the pieces <laughs> where you can. So awesome. I have those days too. <laughs> I definitely have those days. Oh, that's awesome. What are some things that you tend to do with your kids when you're working? Because I know that that's a big question mark. Uh, well, they are. My kids are older and are used to being home with us working. I want to make sure that's mentioned because this won't be easy for people to do if the, if this isn't a known normal thing with you working at home. But the, where we have gotten for us is they they play really well on their own, um, knowing that when mommy and daddy are working, like you you go to your room and then they they entertain each other. They're reading to each other. It's all sorts of great magical things at this point. <laughs> It wasn't this easy before when they were toddlers, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So they they do that. Um, there's um, a YouTube channel. I wrote about it on an Insta story that I did on um, the schedule that I that I put up. I, I'll maybe I'll repost repost it again because it was it got a lot of questions. And one of the main questions that someone said is, "What's this mystery Doug YouTube channel?" Mm-hmm. I got that question so many times, and I had only heard of it because my son got it from his kindergarten teacher like Mm -hmm. they played it and he brought it home to me and was showing it to me and I like it's incredible talk about leaving guilt out the window of screen time Mm -hmm. put them in front of mystery Doug goodness (laughs) the things they learn and there's sponges they tell me all sorts of these random facts it's pretty cool so that they also have um, a bit of options to have their individual screen time like they have little tablet things monitored of course and all, all that stuff but it's nice for them to separate and do their own things sometimes yeah, I found that even with my kids too that they just have different interests sometimes, right? And they they want um they want to be doing different things and if you need them to be engaged and and they're happy doing that and they're learning and then it's great, right? 
Yes. And well, especially with the learning, that's what the, the last, I was going to say last, but definitely not least is we have like a bin full of a, like books and workbooks and coloring and blocks and sensory things. And that to them, they, they, they love that as their toys. So it keeps them busy and learning at the same time. So it's, Amazing. it's good. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I want you to talk about what do you think that routine and order, like on a more like philosophical level, what do you think that that does for us in the chaos, whether it's business chaos and I mean in this current situation obviously it does feel a bit chaotic at times if you really delve into some of the news and the projections and the numbers and it can be a bit overwhelming so what does that routine do for us maybe I don't know on an emotional level or just just in terms of how we can put one foot in front of the other I could speak from personal experience with, um, like my mental health journey when I didn't have routine, I was postpartum. It, it, I went through all sorts of ups and downs at the beginning when there was absolutely no routine at all. Cause I was starting, um, I was starting my business. I was coming from working a, a corporate job where there was routine and there is, you know, the day to day. And I did the same thing every day to just kind of figuring it all out on my own without anyone. I didn't have coworkers or anything. Right. So just it, tiny it was, ones, was <laughs> just tiny ones. Yes. And they, they sure like, like to talk a lot. Those coworkers, let me tell you, <laughs> sure keep you busy oh, chatty. <laughs> but when I started putting routine into place, and everything just—I wouldn't say everything fell into place magically. It, it was this it was a long journey over time of figuring out what works and what doesn't work and adjusting. You just need to be open with yourself and honest and vulnerable and allowing yourself to just be aware when things need to change when you're not doing something well enough. When now, when during the day is not the right time for you to be doing your taxes because your brain is frazzled at that time. So you have you have to change all sorts of things, but. Sometimes it gets, you get stubborn. You know, no, 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 this makes more sense. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it this way. And I fell victim to that as well. And I had to change everything up multiple times. So I finally get to a place where it feels natural and it works for my family and don't fix what's not broken kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think there's a, a lot of resilience in that. And just knowing that it's, it's a schedule doesn't mean that it's written in stone either, right? Like it's, no. it's flexible and you can change it to make it work for you. I think there's, that's nice for people to hear too. I was wondering if there was any sort of message that you might have for kids and what, what you might be saying to your kids in this chaos right now, if they're, I don't know if they're aware of what's going on. I mean, we try to personally really limit the output of any kind of news. Like when I'm listening, it's, it's in ear, it's in earbuds because I don't want them to be feeling the adults sort of anxiety level rising any more than they probably already feel it in the room. Right. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well said. Well, with, um, with, with my kids, um, we, yeah, it's such a fine line, hey? Like, you don't want to scare them too much, but you need them to know how serious it was, uh, what it is. So we, we've we just been, uh, they I've had the news on, and I'm watching it, and they, they see it, and my, thanks to my son's wonderful teacher, he's reading really well. <laughs> You're welcome. That, Mrs. Michael. <laughs> So he's reading all these like, you know, death toll rising and, and like things like that. So I am being very mindful of when is the right time to check in on the news and when to maybe just do it on my phone without them noticing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
So they, they, they have heard it, but it, you can't turn off. Like we, we also, I, I stream a local radio station here to my Google home because I want to hear Victoria updates if they come because I'm not always on my phone. So I've been doing that, but then they come with news updates so that they hear that too. Like you can't shut it out completely, no. but I'm just trying my very best to answer the questions without lying, but without embellishing the truth any more than it needs to be. And it seems to be working. Um, I don't know, like, if has it sunk in for your kids yet? Like, because we had something that happened that really solidified the deal. I was wondering if you've had anything that oh, have your kids understood what's happening? Well, I think for us, that's a good question. I think for us, there's less gray area. Like, I think when it comes to listening and it's and, – and say if we're outside and, you know, or the doorbell rings because we've ordered something off of Amazon paper mm-hmm. towels, for example, or something like that. I'm literally, like, ready to football tackle my daughter because she just is like, oh, someone's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, slow motion, like, no. <laughs> Okay. So, you know, yeah, there's moments like that. And I think she sees my reaction to these. Yeah. Otherwise, totally banal situations. And I'm, I'm like, I think she's picking up on it going, okay, like, for some reason, this is a super big deal. So I'm just gonna lay off, you know. Um, Whereas if I wasn't kind of so forthright with my reactions, I think she would have been like, are you sure, though? And then she would have pushed that button. So Gosh, I wonder how many people are going to come out of this with OCD. Like we're raising an OCD generation. Oh, so, goodness. yeah, right. I know. Yeah. I've got hand sanitizer ev- everywhere. Like we're washing hands. Like we washed hands before, as everyone probably should yes. have, and I hope was. But I am over the top now. I'm like, you touch that toy. Have I watched that toy yet? Come here, hand sanitize. Like it was pretty. I had to like calm myself down. It was got pretty intense for a couple yeah. days there. Yeah. But it's um the thing that really changed it for my kids that made them kind of understand was we just needed to get out, even out of our neighborhood, because we we've just been walking around like so much. Um, that's another thing we've been trying to get them outside every, every day. Like just, but it's the same kind of thing. So we drove out to, um, a big, an elementary school, the big field that I was familiar with because it was mine, mm-hmm. my, my school and my parents live right down the, the street. And so I called to tell them we were going to be there and they could come and stand. This was a couple, uh, couple, like last week, I guess, but I still was like, mom, you're standing away from us. So she came down to the, the field and then my son wanted to, my oldest son wanted to hug her and my mom had to say no and the look on Chance's face like she didn't say no she obviously explained like oh honey I can't and they explained and he was aware because I told him about the germs and the touching I had explained it I thought very clearly many times but it nothing stuck until that moment when my mom couldn't hug him and he started to cry and then my mom's crying and it was that that changed it it was it wasn't like traumatic bawling mom had sunglasses on and I saw like a tear like dripping down her face I was like oh god this is this is getting out of hand but that kind of he understands now he's like I want this to get better so I can see grandma like it's a serious thing but he's not too scared but that's that's the thing that changed it yeah wow what a moment and I think like probably a lot of people are having similar moments where yeah again life is not as it was right now and uh and we are having to change our behaviors in a pretty dramatic way which is shocking right it's just it's it's shocking so I just want to recap so essentially that whole idea of time blocking is such a huge part of setting up the routine in such a way that there's flexibility within it but that we have these big chunks of time to really 
dedicate ourselves either to work or to play or to tending to the kids or whatever it is, but that way we can be fully, fully present. And I love that advice of when you're working, work, and when you're not, don't. And help yourself by creating those really firm boundaries around that so that you can feel like you're not multitasking as much. And yeah, I love the idea of being gentle to ourselves in all this because nobody has experienced anything like this ever. So yeah. there's yeah. no roadmap. No. That's the thing. We're, we're kind of all in this together. And if there's a silver lining at all in anything, it's this feeling of just how you literally are all in this together. Everybody is trying to figure this out. And as long as we just keep lifting everyone up and doing everything we can, we can beat this thing. We've got to do our part. Absolutely. That's such a good way to, to leave off. Before I let you go, I usually <laughs> ask three rapid fire questions. First, okay. first question in a few words or less, what does kindness mean to you? Everything needed <laughs> in the world. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'd say it's pretty relevant right now. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah. And then if you were to sort of highlight one skill or superpower that an educator or an educational leader needs to lead with in order to be effective, what would that be? So just let me get this straight. I'm giving advice to teachers. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. I mean, hey, you're now, um, you're now a homeschool mom. Yeah, no kidding. I'm part of the community now. Uh, well, I mean, I, I've had, uh, sorry, you're, you're my son's teacher, so I, you know I'm speaking about you. I, everyone that my, has educated my son has been some people that have touched my heart and become friends because they, I feel like they are not raising my child because they're not, that's my job, but they're spending so much time with my kids. And when my kids come home happy and telling me great things about their teacher and what they learned about or how they were treated by their teacher it has made a world of difference in our family so that's not a few words or less but there's my aunt (laughs) thank you thank you um and finally now this is kind of a tricky one if you haven't really had a chance to to prepare but let's see how how you feel about it um if you were to print one quote or a message onto one of those mugs that you can buy in chapters around the world what would it be Hmm. There is. There's just so many. I don't know which one to put on a mug. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I'm a big, I like lyrics from songs and especially learning why people write, write songs the way they do. So I would probably pick one of, one of my quotes that I can't think of the top of my head. Morgan, that's not fair. I know. Sorry. Probably I a line from Don't Stop Believing. Pro- anything from Don't Stop Believing. I'd find a line in there because that song is my everything. I, anyone that knows me knows that's my favorite song in the world. That song comes on and my mood is instantly lifted. So I pick a lyric from that and put it on a mug. Amazing. Boom. Amazing. There you go. <laughs> well played. That was a good response. Thank you. Yeah, that wasn't Thank very nice. That wasn't very kind of me to just throw that one on you. Hey? <laughs> well, when you said a few words or less, I was going to be like, no, you know me. That's not going to happen. I, <laughs> I tend to talk. <laughs> I did my best. Oh, this has been so awesome. Steph, where can people find you? Oh, people can find me on my, uh, well, my website. It's my, oh God, do I have to say and spell my name? Okay. You do, Here we I go. think. Ready? Yes, you do. Every, every, everyone g- grab a pen. <laughs> so um, stephanieshowchick.com. So it's Stephanie with an F. It's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E and then S-Z-E-W-C-Z-Y-K.com. 
That's my website. And then you can find me on Instagram. Uh, the username is Stephanie Shochek. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. And it lifted my spirits because I was definitely feeling a little sad when I um, – just from today. Today was a hard day. So this was really, it was fun to laugh and, and fun to keep it light. So thank you so much. No, you're welcome. Thank you. Honestly, it's been a tough day for me today too. So this, this was a nice way to end it. It was, it was fun. I had a great time and thank you so much for having me. I want to thank you for the wonderful reviews that you've left for this podcast on iTunes. Your reviews make a big difference in helping other educators find this show. If you think that I'm doing good work here and you'd like others to get inspired and join our 21-day kindness challenge and movement, I'd love it if you would take a minute, head over to iTunes, and leave a review. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Kind Sight 101, the podcast. For links to resources mentioned in this episode, visit smallactbigimpact.com and click on our podcast and choose this episode number. Now, I'd love to give my audience a heads up about my new book, which will provide ideas, actionable strategies, and inquiry-based approaches to creating kinder classroom through serving the community. Subscribe to my blog for more information. Now, I would love to hear from you. What's the biggest insight that you gain from this conversation? Head over to our website, smallactbigimpact.com, leave a comment on our podcast page, or tag and connect with us on social media with the hashtag smallactbigimpact to share your inspiring story of kindness. Can't wait to hear from you.